0: Welcome to Godwill, a daily reading of holy texts known in the unification community as Hundukwe. Today we are reading from True Mother, hak Moon, an anthology. Book 4, Part 2, Section 1, The Marriage Supper of the Lamb and the Path of the Heavenly Bride The Marriage Supper of the Lamb Originally, Jesus needed a bride. He needed to find a woman who was living in accordance with the laws of creation. Since Jesus is in the position of Adam, he must find the lost Eve, for only then can he marry. Jesus, however, failed to find Eve. Because he died while he was still in the process of looking for her, Jesus must come again. He must come again and be married. The concept that Jesus is to marry is based on Christian thought. That is why the Lord of the Second Advent must hold the marriage feast when he comes. You hold a marriage feast when you are getting married. In order to perform the marriage feast— that is, the marriage supper of the Lamb, there must be a bride centered on Jesus. In other words, he needs to find the bride. That bride is none other than Eve, the Eve who was with Adam before the fall. Jesus is the second Adam, and the Lord who comes next is the third Adam. That is why the third Adam must come in the position of the unfallen Adam and find the unfallen Eve. He must find the unfallen Eve and perform the marriage supper of the Lamb. Adam and Eve, who were supposed to become the parents of humankind, fell and thus became evil parents. That is why we can be restored when we come to have good, unfallen parents. Humankind needs parents of goodness. The marriage supper of the Lamb must be performed in order that a man and a woman ascend to the position of good parents. This is a core concept of Christian thought. The first human ancestors were to start as the good parents, but instead they started as evil parents. Hence all human beings were born from the lineage of evil parents. The first human beings were supposed to directly receive God's complete love as if it were meant for them alone. Having been born as God's son and daughter, they were to remain so and live in God's bosom, born of his direct lineage and thus related to him by blood. But this did not happen. This is why humankind must regain the state of the original ideal. For this, we need the marriage supper of the Lamb at which we welcome the bridegroom and the bride. This means that the Lord who is to return must come to earth as the bridegroom. He must find the bride and engraft her onto the standard of Jesus, the standard that Christianity upholds. Christianity is the religion that firmly pursues its purpose based on the standard of Jesus. This is why the democratic world is advancing on the basis of Christian values. The democratic world is advancing in this way in order to receive the true parents. Religion to this day has been toiling to establish the one true Son. This means that God has been endeavoring to find the one true Son. The reason the Bible is the greatest among the scriptures of the many religions is that it introduces God as the Father, the parent of humankind. This is the foundation of the Christian faith. Next, it refers to Jesus as God's only begotten Son. The phrase, God's only begotten Son, means that Jesus is the first person who could receive the fullness of God's love. Another point is that the Bible introduces the concept of the bride. Jesus, God's only begotten Son, came as the bridegroom. Hence, he needs his bride. Since there is the bridegroom, there must also be the bride. The bridegroom and the bride are a man and a woman. On the day of their wedding banquet, God can finally appear holding the banner of love. God hoped to see such a banquet in the Garden of Eden. This hope was shattered. Hence, in the last days, this wedding banquet must be held on earth. Jesus said, I am the Son of God, God is my Father, and I am the only begotten Son. The only begotten Son is the Prince of Heaven who can receive God's first love. Among God's sons, he is the only one who can receive God's first love and receive it in its fullness. Next, there must be the only begotten daughter. The bridegroom is the only begotten son. The bride is the only begotten daughter. They must wed. This is the marriage supper of the Lamb. This means that when the Lord comes, he will have his wedding banquet and then raise a family. This is what God has desired ever since the creation of Adam and Eve. God's hope is for the only begotten son and the only begotten daughter to build a God centered family a family in which he can manifest his love in a real way. The Bible states that in the last days, the Messiah will come and conduct the marriage supper of the Lamb, at which time a man and a woman join together as husband and wife, forging a bond in God's lineage. Once they emerge as the true parents of humankind, Satan cannot continue to exist. These two people, a man and a woman, who are bonded to God's lineage, are the embodiments of God the Father and the Mother, and God's original internal character and original external form. The true parents of humankind are motivated by God's love and moved by the power of God's life. When they join together in complete union, God's love, life, and lineage will be coursing through them. Each becomes the owner of the other and with their positions constantly changing. The man in the position of the woman and the woman in the position of the man. At that point, the seeds of life, namely their descendants, will be connected to God. This is the ideal of creation. However, due to the fall, this ideal had been shattered. In order to recover the lost ideal of creation, true parents need to recover all that was lost. In doing so, true parents represent all creation, represent humankind, and represent our heavenly parent. This is the essence of the providence of salvation. The original human beings were not supposed to fall. They were supposed to receive God's blessing at the right time and within the right environment to become the true ancestors of humankind. However, they failed to do so and instead became the fallen ancestors. Thus, the good ancestor, free from the fall, should appear in front of all humankind. He is the one who can become the true father to all in the spiritual world and the physical world. Christianity calls this person the Lord at the second advent. The marriage supper of the Lamb is the banquet to which the returning Jesus comes as the true father to join with a woman who can be the true mother, bringing forth the true parents. This is the core truth of Christianity. The center of Christianity is Jesus, and the center of Jesus is love. The center of the Bible is also love. The center of love is the bride and bridegroom, and the center of the bride and bridegroom is the marriage supper of the Lamb. The paramount significance of the marriage supper of the Lamb is that the returning Lord and His bride receive the marriage blessing at the time of God's choosing and in the right environment, whereby they become the true ancestors of humankind who can inherit heaven and earth. God has been looking for the persons who can represent Adam and Eve, whom God had lost. The Bible calls Jesus the second Adam it calls Adam the tree of life. Thus, Jesus is the one who came in the place of the tree of life that had been lost. However, he could not complete his original mission because he was not able to welcome the day of his wedding when both God and the Son could rejoice. That is why he left earth with the promise that he would return. The day will arrive when God and Jesus rejoice together. The day will come when they can openly express their hearts filled with 6,000 years of bitter pain and sorrow. The day will come when the coming Lord can establish the bond of lineage linking God to his sons and daughters. Suppose that when Jesus came to earth as God's only begotten son, he had not died on the cross. Since he was God's only begotten son, God surely would have sent his only begotten daughter to him. God has searched for two thousand years to find the bride. Jesus emerged as the true son, but there is no mention of a true daughter. God's will therefore could not be realized. The purpose of the 2,000-year history of Christianity, therefore, has been to find God's daughter. The Holy Spirit came, but could represent this daughter of God only in spirit. God's bitter sorrow over this matter will be dissolved on the day that the marriage supper of the Lamb takes place. Religion up to now has been seeking for the one ideal man and the one ideal woman. Through religion, God has been looking for the one man and the one woman of whom he could say, I love these, my children, with all of my love. The bridegroom and the bride in Christianity refer to God's will to seek throughout the world for the only begotten son and the only begotten daughter who can receive God's love in his fullness. When he finds that perfected man and perfected woman, God brings them together and holds a wedding banquet. From that point, a new world can unfold. That is why on his return, the Lord must find the bride and hold the marriage supper of the Lamb. If the first human beings had not fallen, They would have borne sons and daughters without original sin, and established a family that could directly enter the kingdom of heaven in heaven. They would have stood as the true parents. Their family would have been one with God. Their sons and daughters would have been the offspring of God's family. However, the first family in Genesis did not fulfill the will to establish that family. That is why, in the book of Revelation, St. John raised the issue of establishing the bride and the bridegroom. The bridegroom is the one who comes as the perfected true father— and the bride is the one who appears as the true mother, the beloved of God. If Adam and Eve had not fallen, they would have married centered on God, but due to the fall, they married centered on Satan. True parents must reclaim Adam and Eve on behalf of God, and then conduct the holy wedding centered on God. This is the marriage supper of the Lamb that is spoken of in the book of Revelation. On the day when two people, a filial son of God and a filial daughter of God, can stand before God as the bridegroom and bride for the first time since the creation of heaven and earth, God will say to them, You have worked so hard to come here seeking heaven's heart and the heart of the heavenly parent, even amid all the adversity on earth. He will then give his blessing to this couple and install them as the true parents who represent the incorporeal God in physical form. Such is the cosmic banquet, the marriage supper of the Lamb. The marriage supper of the Lamb is offered based on the bridegroom and bride having become a true filial son and daughter, with the true bride having understood the will and having pledged herself to it. From the day they receive the blessing, they become the true parents of humankind, who represent the incorporeal God in substantial form. If the first human beings had not fallen, they would have grown up in a good world and received the blessing in the love of God. Adam and Eve would have become children who could intimately know God's heart. In their loving union, they would have made a bond of heart with God that would have enabled God to say to them, You are my filial son and daughter, and you can represent my heart. The new Adam and Eve cannot become God's filial son and daughter unless they feel connected to him in heart. Thus, they need to understand God's inner heart and the course through which he suffered. By doing so, they can meet the conditions required of Adam and Eve for realizing the ideal of creation. The marriage supper of the Lamb is precisely the event through which those conditions are met. The Path of the Bride of Heaven If it were not for God's will, I never would have met Mother. I met her because that is what the will ordained. The person who was to become mother had to be no more than twenty years of age. Originally, she could not be older than eighteen, not even by a day. Since Eve fell at the age of sixteen, she has to pass through three years until the age of nineteen. The True Parents' holy wedding in 1960 was not conducted on my own initiative. God gave me revelation after revelation, insisting, The time has come, my son. You shall prepare the altar to receive holy matrimony, and I shall bless you. This is the principled way. There are many queens who have passed over to the next world, and all of them bow their heads to the True Mother in respect. What is True Mother's greatest pride? It is her clean, unspoiled purity. She is a woman of purity. She was born in a lineage of devout Christians who lived in utmost devotion to their religion for three generations. This is like a pure, unopened bud in the standard of all values. She is the ideal bride that religion has sought, the best bride, the most beautiful bride she is surrounded by the fragrance of beauty. The condition was that she would be totally obedient and sacrificial for her husband, giving total love. If she had had everything in life, and a big family, she very easily could have become arrogant. But she could not say that her father or her elder brother were better than her husband. She could not even consider any comparison. She could not think that any man, whether her grandfather or any teacher or professor, was better than her husband. In the Garden of Eden, Eve had only one choice— There were no other men around, and she was to focus on just one man, Adam. This is why I picked an innocent young lady like mother. Before I was a husband to her, I was a father to her, and also an elder brother to her. That was for restoration. Eve should be restored in that sequence. She lost God, her father, so she first must be restored to God and her father. Adam was supposed to be her elder brother when they were growing up, so next she must be restored to her brother, then to her husband. The archangel, who was a servant, caused Eve to fall, overturning everything. Hence, restoration must begin from the position of a servant. That is because we must possess greater love than Satan, who is the owner, in order to find the bride. The bride can be found only after a foundation has been prepared through which Eve can reject everything about herself and say, I will follow you, even if I have to die. That partner is a woman, but what kind of woman is she? She is the woman who can become a bride among women. Among women, there are motherly women and daughterly women. They represent Leah and Rachel. This happens not due to the desire of the coming groom, but as part of the providence that must take place in accordance with the heavenly principle. However, the mother, in the position of a servant, must carefully raise her daughter. If the mother is a servant, what becomes of the daughter? She becomes a servant's daughter. An inheritance ceremony, therefore, is needed for the servant's daughter to be registered as God's daughter. Only through this ceremony can the bride be designated in front of the returning lord, the groom, and a new proclamation be made. That happened in 1960. True Mother's mother, Damanim, walked a historic path of suffering to receive the returning lord. During that time, Mother, as her daughter, also received such training. I needed a woman who, as a wife, would follow with all of her heart and mind a husband who was totally committed to the will. I also needed her to be from a prepared family and lineage— Thinking in this way, I chose True Mother. Before coming to the Unification Church, Daemonum had walked a course during which she attended three persecuted churches, the New Jesus Church, then the Holy Lord Church, and the Inside the Womb Church. Her history of attending these three churches before meeting me qualified her lineage to be the lineage from which True Mother could come. Before Daemonum gave birth to True Mother, she based her life on commands she had received from heaven. There were spiritual works like this going on in the background. I could not choose just anyone to be in the position of true mother. In order to produce a true mother, a family of three generations had to offer themselves representing the three ages, the Old Testament, New Testament, and Completed Testament ages. The family had to have a line of only daughters. After true mother was conceived, Dimonim set out on the path by herself. Through history, three ages had sought for the pure bridegroom. These three women representing the three ages had to raise up the pure bride by carrying the cross over many hills. Not just anyone can be chosen as the true mother. To true mother, I, true father, stand as her grandfather and father, as well as her husband, and also as her older brother. So when she related to me, she regarded me as her older brother, as her father, as her grandfather, and even as her king. Knowing this, I had to raise her starting from the position of a younger sister." I had to elevate her to the position of my fiancée, then to the position of my wife, and then to the positions of mother and grandmother, all the way to the position of queen. Everyone cannot help but respect True Mother. She emerged after passing through three spiritual churches. Over and over, she heard from her mother that the Lord will come in the future, and that when she meets him, she must attend him this way and that. Daemonum reportedly taught her so many times that her teaching infused into mother's bone marrow. This is how she was educated to become true mother. This daughter, who was seventeen years old when she was blessed to me, must become the queen. She must advance to the position of the queen of the heavenly kingdom. Therefore, after our holy wedding, she had to pass through the positions of wife, mother, and grandmother, and rise up to the position of queen. When I refer to her as true mother, it is because she is the mother who represents the heavenly nation. When I say she is my wife, it means that she represents the king, and therefore must be attended as if one is attending the king. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Tune in tomorrow for a reading of The Engagement Ceremony and the Holy Wedding. Godable is brought to you by the National Victory Fund. To donate, visit godable.org.